Welcome to Games on Earth, episode 259 for Friday, January 8th, 2021. I'm your host, Derek Thompson. With me, as always, we have Bradley Bichino. Hey! And it is week two of 2021, the new year. Oh, man, so much is happening here, aside from the uh, government insurrection. Um, yeah, and, I'm confused, because uh, I thought everything was going to be cool. Cause, nope. Uh, Last week we had talked about it. It sounded like everybody was really confident that that things were going to be cool. To normal. Yeah. Yeah. They really were. Uh, t- too bad the current pandemic is at its worst. Our country's um, democracy is at, uh, in danger of crumbling. Um, and uh, rioters are charging into the Capitol building. So it's a pretty fucked up time and a really weird way to segue into video games from that doing this this sentence is you know it honestly feels almost a little uh a little uh pointless to talk about you know such such small things but you know actually this is what makes this is a good reason to talk about video games because it's one of video games greatest strength is escaping reality <laughs> that's true yes so when things are heavy escape <laughs> from reality uh and you know where i've been escaping to brad um i, I decided let me guess. i'm done let me i'm guess. done with this world i'm done with the planet i i figured it, things are fucked down here on ground level i might as well just lift up into the air start a new airborne kingdom and that's why so i'm talking you- about airborne kingdom today oh oh my gosh so airborne kingdom is a um city builder <laughs> real-time builder game not strategy uh it is you build on platforms a floating city essentially and then you fly it around the world a big open world map collecting resources and discovering new technologies to build your city bigger and maintaining like water and food by you know sending down gatherers to collect water and food and wood and all that stuff um and how similar to to sim city is this uh uh not very (laughs) um it's almost more like oh gosh it's hard to even describe what what no not that in depth either like every character on in your city has a name um so and you're you're getting them individually you're picking up individual people uh so like a big my kingdom's like a hundred people no like 50 people i think so far and my goal right now is to get to 100 and you get you collect more uh citizens into your kingdom by you know flying around uh solving little quests which typically involve helping some nation because the whole world below is in basically a state of post-apocalypse uh so like kind of the conceit of the world in this game is that long ago there was the airborne kingdom that spread that that flew around the world and uh, connected all these the ground kingdoms, and at some indeterminate point, that airborne kingdom fell or like was lost, 
And so all the connectivity and all the technology that it shared with all the other the, the ground level kingdoms started to decay over time and started to break down. And they didn't the people of these, you know, grounded kingdoms didn't know how to fix it because the the technology masters of the airborne kingdom weren't there anymore. So the whole world has just gone into slow decay um, and like a death spiral, basically. Uh, and you are basically you're, you're, you're pulling this ancient technology up from the ground and basically starting from scratch to rebuild this airborne kingdom and reconnect all the kingdoms of the planet um, as, as you fly around I'm growing. Miyazaki uh, castle in the sky. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. get that world out of my head this whole time you've been talking about <laughs> that, that's civilization okay. long ago living in the sky. <laughs> no, that, um, this sounds really sweet. It, it is really cool. Like, there's no combat. Like the stress of the game really is like your resource management and your lift and propulsion. Because you can, if you weigh yourself down too much, you can fall out of the sky. Um, and like you got to worry about things like tilt and like I said, propulsion. So like the bigger your city gets, the slower you move. Uh, so you need to start adding more fans and stuff to propel yourself. Well, if you're adding more fans, you're going to need to use more power, which means you need to get more coal. Uh, and if you're adding more fans, that also adds more weight. So you need more lift. Um, so you're balancing lift, propulsion, tilt, and then as well as all your resources um, to build this kingdom. And that that all that stuff... There's always one of those usually, whether it's you know low resource of, of a certain resource or you know, so your your lift isn't high, so you need more fans or whatever, or more wings or whatever you can find really, um, or like you can't develop tech fast enough, you need to build an academy. It's stuff like that. You're always chasing some goal, and it, it makes it really easy to go after these goals and like a very organic way because like mm -hmm. I, nothing's telling me I have to go to uh, explore a certain area or whatever. Like you, you want to unite all the kingdoms cause you'll get more blueprints and you'll get more uh, options and your kingdom becomes more and more complex as you play. Um, like at the start, you don't even need to get, there's these things called desires like you don't need any of those to start your kingdom up. But as you go on, these other layers start coming on. Like desires are like uh, the desires of the people. Like they want lit streets. Like what percentage of your kingdom is well lit? Uh, just little things like that. Or like uh, religious iconography. Like is does your kingdom support religions? And is that something that you want to go after? Like uh, put in some water condensers to get to start gathering your own water instead of having to go and collect it yourself. Drink and that your came own in pee. Yeah, drink your own pee. And that came in real big uh, in 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 handy. In real big handy. No, that's not how you say it. <laughs> that was extremely helpful uh, at the part in the game where I just I just got through where all of the problem with the the land kingdom that I was visiting was that all of their oases and all of their water supply had been uh, poisoned so it's just a big basically turning that whole area of the map into a basically a desert so I had to fix their like water pumps and stuff uh, before I ran out of water um, as well so it's 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 neat little wrinkles like that that give the game 
a very interesting feel uh, because you don't really know what to expect next. Each uh, land kingdom that you visit, like your your end goal there is to get them to build a skyport to connect to you and the rest of the world's kingdoms. So you're just going around slowly linking all these kingdoms together and they'll start feeding you more resources to allow you to grow bigger. So it's it's just a lot of these systems one on top of the other. I haven't hit a point where it's like, well, what do I do now? Because there's always a horizon to uh, mm-hmm. go towards, to move towards. Uh, the the world is huge um, and it's broken down into islands mostly with various different resources um, to navigate around and and collect uh, using airplanes. Um, and the other thing about the, the other management aspect of the game really is managing your um, your citizens, your workers, because, you know, if you want to go collect stuff down below, you need people to fly those airplanes to collect it. Um, so, and if I build, you know, a, uh, like a, a water condenser, like I said earlier, that takes a worker to use. And now that worker's gone. So that's one less airplane to get more resources. So now I need to build another hangar to get more airplanes and more people to pilot them. And like I said before, it just keeps feeding into its core loop of exploration, building, Mm -hmm. gathering and maintaining. And that's, it's really rewarding uh, because as it's happening, city is getting wider and yes. Yeah. And your city is getting wider, taller, more efficient, heavier, uh, which just makes it scarier. Um, But yeah, it's, it's great. The soundtrack's wonderful. Uh, the story's pretty threadbare, but that's fine. It just kind of gets you from point A to point B sometimes. Like, oh, well, now I need to find where I can get lamp technology. <laughs> so I'm going to go and look around to the next kingdoms and see if any of them have the ability to uh, allow me to purchase the technology to build lamps now, uh, to light my streets, to make my citizens happy so that more people will join the 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 the, the kingdom um because like there's criteria for every person for joining your kingdom so yeah really great game really rewarding it just came out in epic game store recently i don't know if you saw it over the uh christmas time uh over their christmas sale uh but it's worth using that ten dollar coupon on i think uh because it's only like 15 or 20 bucks um or at least it was it's when very, I bought it. Very cool looking. It's very like Arabian Nights, mm-hmm. steampunky type technology. It, very cool. Yeah, everything is moving. Like at any point, you can just zoom right in on your t- on your city, uh, like to an individual worker, and just follow them around as they're like collecting and bringing stuff back into your city, and then walking through the streets to place that stuff in the water storage or whatever. Um, and it just everything is 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 there uh everything that's having an effect on your city is visible and you can see as it's having its effect so unlike sim city like where you don't actually see all the people uh do going about and making money or doing whatever they're doing everything here is 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 tangible in the game world and i really really appreciate that in a city builder uh because i just love sitting back and watching all the bits uh kind of work the machine of the city 
working and and, and doing its mm-hmm. duty you know um that's it's super satisfying but yeah that's my my quick take on airborne kingdom i'm not too far into it probably i don't know a third of the way through the game based on what i can tell by uh how many kingdoms like every time you you get a kingdom to build a skyport a big uh tapestry comes up and like a little bit more of it fills out so i think i'm about a third of the way through um using that as my guide and my city is getting huge and it's getting much more difficult to manage now (laughs) Um, oh no, dang! Is there like very like a bunch? Just like SimCity, like you pay for what you wish for. Kind of like if you build too big too fast, there it's like catastrophic. Or yeah, yeah. Well, in this, like you build too big too fast, you'll either run out of resources to manage it, or your your city will fall out of the sky because you'll run out of fuel to keep oh, it shit. afloat. <laughs> Um, and that hasn't happened to me because I've, I've been very careful, slow and steady, but um, I could see how moments like that could occur. Um, just be like, oh, well, I'm out of water. Where do I? I need to go and get water, but that's going to take time to move this whole city uh, to wherever water is. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just it's decisions like that that keep the game interesting to me. Um and I, yeah, I'd highly recommend it to anyone who's interested in city builders. I have a special place in my heart for flying machines and kind of uh, the, th- there's another game I really liked uh, called Driftlands that came out, I think last year or the year before. That's really cool. It's not the same, but it's just a similar concept of like floating uh, objects and, and, and floating RTS, floating multiple planes of land. I, I really enjoy mm-hmm. that. Being able to like, move this large city around this map um and having it just all the mechanics of it there and tangible just oh i love it um so yeah great game i'll probably play a lot more of it it is it's super relaxing um and super chill and just a a, a fun time overall that's great fun time overall (laughs) what about what about you Uh, have you uh You've dipped your toes now into the world of Night City. What's your What are your Holy thoughts on on cow, Cyberpunk dude. now? Like I, I said I was gonna wait, and <laughs> technically I did. I didn't yes. get it at release, but I just um, I really had no, I had space for a game, so. In, in my free time so I was like okay I'm just gonna fucking get it if it's not good I'll just wait <laughs> for patches to come out but holy shit I love this game and I am so surprised by that because <laughs> it's a while first it's not yeah shooter. I love that it's first person um, and not third person I, I, I really like immersing myself in a game in a first person game but it has like um that quality of it that GTA and other like city world games have where I've always just struggled getting into the themes presented or the characters because I'm like oh this isn't that different than real life like Grand Theft Autos and stuff like that is that what you mean yeah 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 
But um, after doing just like several hours of questing, like side quests and um, the main quests, like that writing and the voice acting and the characters, they are in a slightly like further forward in future, but experiencing like amplified struggles um, based on like societal decisions that we made in 2020 yeah and that click like man that sort of like feedback or that like echo effect of like what we're doing now is affecting what's going in this on in this video game world oh it's not a direct parallel but like the climate um dude yeah if you go a little bit east outside the city you just end up in this just mountains of trash in this massive wasteland of trash and it is so frustrating to walk through in a way that made me think of like actually having to walk through all of that trash and like yeah this would suck in real life too and just the scope and scale of the trash visible all at once is Mm -hmm. pretty wild it might be one of the most like visually stunning things I've seen in the entire game world so far. Just how just vast piles, like Wally levels of trash uh, piles. And then just being able to interact and having to walk through it and not like, I can't, you can't drive or motorcycle your way through that shit. Um, you just kind of have to hoof it. And it's, whew, man. Yeah. The other, so the other thing is the, uh, like the economic disparity, like the, corporations control yeah uh, like corpos one percent containing like all the power and wealth yeah and the similarities between how america's health system works the oh my god yeah political landscape how texas is its own republic now (laughs) just because like We've become so polarized. Texas is just like, you know, you know what? Fuck off. I'm, we're <laughs> making our own union. Lone like, Star State. Lone Star Country. Yeah. It's so it's so interesting that it the sci-fi world that they have connected with reality. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, I, I do love this. I do love it a lot. I honestly um, played probably like 20 hours this past weekend damn yeah (laughs) yeah i i everything from the like the combat is solid it's i'd say more solid than the witcher was Mm. um just as far as ways you can approach a situation um, oh for sure yeah you can approach it in as a witcher when when you're playing witcher you approach every situation as a witcher as Geralt uh, exactly. in this V is kind of how you tune him and that or them so yeah it's like I hardly fight anyone in in cyberpunk anymore I just I hack from a distance and I just I I sneak hack my way through every compound basically shit goes awesome. bad usually and at that point I just pull out my smart pistol my smart pistol and just get behind a corner and and lob shots up and watch them curve around and hit the enemy and it's oh it's so satisfying i haven't used any of the smart weapon 
I think I need some mods for my cyber eyeballs. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's for your arms. It's a oh. there's a wire that you get. It it's it goes in the same slot as like the blade, the arm blades and stuff. So you'd sacrifice that, but what you get is like a wrist uh, wire that plugs into the guns, so that it, it kind of attunes to you. Um, Can I you forgot what it's called, like quick wire or something is like it that. The mono wire. I don't know. I don't I think remember. It's called the mono wire. I've heard it, it referenced in the game, but, but I but haven't it is, unlocked it yet. But it is so fun cyber to just wire? be able to cyber wire. That makes that sounds right. I don't know. It just uh, it rocks. <laughs> uh, being able to like just I had a shotgun, a smart shotgun, and you can when you're within range, you just crouch down behind a crate and fire up and. Like as long as the enemy's in your aim wow. box, all those shotgun shells just go and like zip around the cover and hit the enemy. Um, I had like, a revolver and a sniper rifle that allowed me to shoot through any cover. What? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's so, so cool. Yeah, there's so the much of the game I rifles, haven't even yeah. seen. Oh. It's it's pretty cool. I've been how. how I have to ask, how do you, how have you been driving in first person or third person? Third, for sure. Oh, my I God. can't. I, I feel like when I'm in first person, I don't have enough uh, peripheral vision uh, to no. accurately <laughs> see <laughs> where I, I'm going. I haven't left first person once. Wow. <laughs> Damn. I've been driving in first person and just like every time I get in a car, it's like... I'm putting in my hours at driver's training again. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting better and better. I'm pretty good at this point. Nice. But still, there are so many challenges to driving in first person in the, this game. The details the, of yeah. like the interiors on the vehicles are so cool. Like even like later when you're like, uh, doing quests and stuff with certain characters you can just see like their little bips and their trash that they you know crinkled up and threw on the ground and it just looks and feels uh lived in in a way that a lot of games don't ever aren't ever able to reach um and i'd say the same about night city in general like as far as cities go night city's not like perfect but like there are sections of it that are so dense and uh filled with details that I don't know if I've seen another city in a game kind of achieve achieve no. it at that level. I have never played in any game environment that's this scale in this detail. Yeah. I mean, the ever. closest I can think of is Novigrad, probably, from Witcher 3, with, you know, streets filled with people at a in yeah. a realistic feel of, like, actually walking through a city. Um as opposed to, you know, uh, cities in some other, like, uh, what's a good example? I just, I feel like cities in most games are never uh, as big or as impactful. Uh, they don't really have the mm -hmm. sense of presence that a real city does in real life. Uh, the, 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 the density, the, 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 the noise, the, um, the, the feeling that, it's a big engine that's running around oh, all around you and the that's noise humming. yeah the city the city's ambience like mm -hmm. the 
just the chatter of passersby and yeah, yeah you can hear like whole just, conversations of people and yeah you'll hear some repeat lines every once in a while but i haven't heard any that have repeated enough for them to stick in my brain if that makes sense um yeah i know what you mean whereas like i still feel like i remember some like grand theft auto 3 lines because there's like 10 that the characters said as they walk past you i don't know i guess it has been 20 years since that yeah <laughs> so maybe i could be a little more uh lenient but uh we've come away a ways uh and this just makes me excited for what this generation has in store for us as far as like these kind of experience like the denser experiences like imagine if the new elder scrolls game had a actual city in it that was dense and full like a city is instead of being like i don't know eight houses and a big house with a guy in it that is the leader (laughs) um yes and people just standing around or like walking aimlessly with like four named characters i'm thinking of white run right now and i'm like Mm -hmm. how many buildings are actually in white run like eight <laughs> like it's not really Truly, a city no it's not really a city it's bar- it's, like, it's barely like the the castle isn't even that big yeah the cat the keep is like pretty small as far as keeps go <laughs> right yeah like <laughs> no f- for real there it's like one main hall and then a big like castle balcony like thing and then just like a dungeon below yeah that's essentially it it's it does the thing where it's like i don't i'm not convinced that the number of guards here even have enough places to sleep much less all (laughs) the people who act who apparently live in this city um it just doesn't add up whereas with something like night city feels like it, it it's essentially infinite like you don't have enough you don't have the ability to see everything in it because it's so towering and massive um yeah i do wish there were more interiors but i guess that's a wish i have with every uh open world game um like i want to go and climb any uh, random uh skyscraper and get to the top and look around kind of thing like i want to i want have you to get the double jump yeah, I don't have the double jump. That sounds cool. There's I get a that. leg mod. It's a double jump. Oh my god, that sounds great. I need it. to get that. Yeah, you can use it when if you jump off a building, you can use it again before you hit the ground, so you don't take a shit ton of fall damage. But just imagine like the options yeah. that could happen if you could just scale up the side, like choose to sneak oh, up yeah, the, yeah. the glass of a window, like to get to the fifth floor and break a window. And then you're just in that building at that floor it, kind of thing. Like that would be bound to be more features to come for this right. game because yeah. I've heard a lot of talk from, there was apparently a developer leak talking about the culture and everything going on inside the company and how the producers of the game, the executives really had a lot of influence over this release, which isn't surprising. That's like every AAA game now, but there are so many things right. that got scrapped from the game. Oh, I bet. And Jeez. 
that will be coming out as DLCs later, but uh, they're going to be patching. Fucking uh, Cyberpunk Blood and Wine, or whatever, <laughs> whatever the equivalent. You know, like yeah, I, I cannot wait. That's going to be so fucking cool. Yeah, because <laughs> I I am of the opinion that Blood and Wine was the best thing that happened in Witcher Three. Just overall, like from start to finish, it is so good. And when they have that like post release time to develop their games, mm-hmm. uh, CD Projekt Red has time after time uh, put in a bunch of effort and made their games fucking awesome and better and better and better. Um, like Witcher 3 now is incredible compared to the release of Witcher 3. Um, and I just, I'm so excited for cyberpunk to get to that point and how, and I'm, I'm hope I'm hopeful that it will. Uh, and I'm hopeful that they'll release big chunks of content like that because that made me come back to Witcher three, two separate times. Uh, like, uh, in the years post release, I came back for hearts of stone and I came back for blood and wine. And for both of them, it felt like, uh, almost like sequel level of, of, production quality and and just the technology on uh on display in blood and wine compared to what's in the the base witcher 3 is just the the, the visual mm-hmm. splendor of it the the way that they've been able to build out all the quests and stuff to be uh so much more interconnected and so much tighter and the ah, i well, am excited uh, for those kind of experiences apparently not there is a uh, literal underground um like that a dark was like a underdark? developed but not put into the game but will be used Whoa. later like an underground part of the city that sounds awesome hell yeah um, which i would imagine it not being just like a subway system well, yeah I, not like subway I mean, not based like on sewers everything else i've seen like a literal like w- we are part of the city that dwells underground. Yeah, type of thing. We're, like Coruscant, like the yeah. like the my favorite, my probably one of my favorite parts of uh, Knights of the Old Republic was that you go to the very bottom of Coruscant and it's like oh, dirt yeah. and and all these people just clinging to life in the very bottom of uh, such a massive city that. Mm-hmm. space offers so many opportunities for great storytelling uh and just interesting uh situations um but the other thing i'm also hopeful about is the multiplayer uh that is apparently coming to uh really? cyberpunk at some point apparently yeah, that's cool yeah that'll be cool i don't know if we'd be playing as v i kind of hope we get to like make a new character and start as like a fresh Merc that we can like do Merc contracts. Honestly, just like breaking into a bad guy zone sounds awesome with more than one player. It sounds unbelievable. So I guess we'll see how that goes. If that even happens, I don't know. Uh, I don't have any of the details pulled up, but this is just what I've heard. So um, that would be very fun if they can get it to not be a buggy mess. Uh, Have you experienced any bugs or anything because i'd have to say my experience is pretty chill so far uh i'm trying to think i can't think of a single bug that uh, i've had i had a dude walk through some stuff i've had some weapons that 
you know, have physics or some stuff, some physics jumpiness. Uh, but the only nothing bug that-, that I've had is with playing with the controller. Oh, um, like in the 20 hours that I've played, it's happened probably four times where the controller keeps turning itself off. It says, and I check the battery and the battery's full. Huh. Weird. Um, so I just have to save, exit the game, relaunch, and it's fine. But I haven't had anything that's messed with my progression or been inconvenient or, like, cheesed out on Right, me. yeah. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, I and ha- even, like, I haven't the- done many s- things besides just run around the city and do side content. Yeah, police contracts and, like, whatever, fixer contracts or whatever. Uh mm-hmm with what's her name <laughs> that's how i spent probably the first 30 hours with cyberpunk was just side shit and then amassing a fortune to <laughs> or trying to not a fortune because i had spent it all but still <laughs> um but yeah i um basically anything all the ambient bugs and stuff uh, issues that i've noticed or like weird glitches haven't even come close to some of the shit you see in Skyrim and stuff. Like uh, when I like physics glitches, I'm just imagining like uh, a bucket in Skyrim up against a wall, just going clink, 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 or something like all that kind of stuff. Like that kind of, that kind of stuff happens a little bit. It's peppered in there, but it's never, it hasn't happened. I haven't had anything real bad. So yeah. Yeah, Cyberpunk it's, continues to be pretty great. Uh, at least that's my opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, I I'm right there with you. I have, I um, I I went in with, I think pretty level expectations. I had a good feeling I would like it, but mm-hmm. I I don't really. With new game releases, like I don't really. I think my expectations nowadays are so much lower just because of how much negative pressure there is on the whole industry for like what day one means these days. It usually means, oh, there's going to be a patch to fix a bunch of shit or Mm -hmm. servers aren't going to be working or some kind of controversy. (laughs) Yeah. All in all, I really happy with the purchase it's a good game all right well thanks Um, so much for listening everybody this has been games on earth brad what do you got ahead the week ahead more cyberpunk world of warcraft yeah we did the raid so fucking lucky Derek. i didn't even tell you oh god i did did a world boss yesterday and i got item level 200 bracers then i went yeah then I went and did my release the um, got the memories for the rune carver and crafted myself a legendary chest piece. Holy so shit! I'm. I have yeah, not. I, I haven't crafted a legendary yet. I think I still need more soul ash. I don't soul know. Soul ash, right? Well, isn't well, that what you need to craft legendaries? If you want. You yeah. do, but you also need like a armor a vessel and some other crafting materials from huh, okay. inscription. But I think yeah. I, I think I just need to complete that quest still. Um, yeah, I have tons of memories uh, and I haven't made, uh, yeah, I need, I need to make a legendary 
I think it's going to really help because those legendaries really change up. They basically give you a new talent, sort of. Um, Some of them do. I kind of, inst I use kind of a me mediocre, non-specialized one, mm. but you can make up. You can make them all essentially. So I figured, fuck it. Let me just make <laughs> a legendary. Basically, if I take damage from an elite or a player character, um, I get a stacking damage buff up to 9%, which wow. isn't super exciting, but I mean... Hey, that's still pretty cool. Like, yeah. that can be really useful in the Maw, <laughs> yeah. for example, um, yeah. or even Torghast. Mm -hmm. What about uh, you? What are you playing? Oh, yeah, just still hitting that WoW train. Probably going to play some more Airborne, King Airborne Kingdom um uh and more cyberpunk uh but i've actually been uh pretty i mean on top of all that still been uh jumping into warframe uh building lavos the newest uh frame that's been released along with the uh um orphix venom event that's going on right now which is all i've talked about a few times on the podcast here it's all about necromex i finally built my neck my own necromech um and it looks nice. awesome uh, and, uh, yeah, getting all the parts for Lavos was really easy because you get it all through doing this event. And this event is just get in some Necromex and blast some fucking sentience. And it is, it is awesome. Um, and Lavos is, seems really cool. I haven't played him yet, but, um, still building them, but I'm pretty excited. That's it. Just a new Warframe just came out. So, um, yeah, I'll probably play some more of that, some more WoW, some more Airborne Kingdom, some freaking uh, Cyberpunk, hopefully. Monster Hunter World, I finally beat Iceborne, uh, the expansion. Nice. Um, and that's that was fantastic. Um, but in other Monster Hunter news, the day after, uh, or the day this podcast is out, um, you can go onto the Nintendo eShop and download a demo for Monster Hunter Rise, uh, which is coming out March 26, I believe. Um, brand new Monster Hunter game. Looks fantastic. They just had a big uh, uh, video thing uh, presentation uh, yesterday. So, yeah, it's super cool. You'll be able to, like, ride wyverns now. Uh, everyone has mounts, and oh, it just... There's a training area where everyone's included. <laughs> Little things, but uh, just super duper cool. Being able to jump, you basically capture a wyvern and then you can ride it around and use it to fight. So like just the number of options it's presenting seem pretty awesome. And uh, the wire beetle uh, or wire bug, I think it's called. It's like a little bug that flies up above monsters that you can grapple onto to pull yourself up onto the backs of monsters. Um, just all this stuff seems super cool. Um, like they're making a lot of new changes here. Um, is th now, is that for the switch only? Yes. That's only out on switch. Uh, oh, so boy. yeah, maybe the switch too. Who knows? <laughs> oh, did they announce that yet? No, no, no. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> Uh, but thanks so much for listening thanks to Kyle Lancer for the intro outro music we'll be back next week with more games uh, Brad you want to take us out by describing to me 
uh, your perfect airborne kingdom. Oh boy. You know, my perfect airborne kingdom would be just rather modest, you know, just kind of big enough for me <laughs> and a uh, few close people that I care about, you know, living up in the sky with me. Uh, we'd probably just travel, um, basically anywhere, just doing nothing. Be There'd be, uh, shit, uh, free Wi-Fi. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Would Living you would sky, you be casting that Wi-Fi down to the land below? Hell no. <laughs> it seems like fucking communist shit that I don't have resources for. I don't know. We I honestly it kind of feels like living on an island. Like a yeah. desert island. Seems like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Not not so your airborne kingdom is just kind of a house up in the sky. Yeah. Not quite a kingdom. It has no. Wi Fi. <laughs> but That's now it. you're realizing it's kind of a doomed adventure. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't really like the idea of living in the sky. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I That's forgot to mention me. Bioshock Infinite when I was talking about it. Wow. It's very Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> if you ever wanted to build your own Bioshock Infinite, well, here's your chance. Yeah. I guess I'm just not sky-born, sky-bound, more of a terrestrial man. <laughs>